Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an Ivy Pod production. You can find us at IvyPod.com. We are Ivy Pod on Facebook, Ivy Podcast on Twitter, and mail at IvyPod is our email. Let's begin a very special episode 50 of the Ivy Alternative Podcast. Hello, Clayton. Hi, John. How's it going? Very good. Episode 50, we made it. Yeah, we Can did. Can believe it? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Another stormy evening. I know. We picked another night to record. We're recording just a little bit earlier than normal, and it just so happened to be another stormy night. Sure. We've got a trend going on here, so. Yeah. But yeah. You want to do the first read? Yeah, we have a, one of our long sponsors that we've had. Attorney Doug Kramarsik, he, he happened to sponsor a very special episode 50. And I guess that if you, I'm stumbling all over the place, John, here. Uh, if, if, you're need, if you're in need of legal help, what do you look for? How about someone that is going to aggressively fight for you? How about someone who focuses on the quality of their work? Even more important, how about someone you can trust? And that's Attorney Doug. Uh, you'll get so much more with Kramarsic Law Office. Attorney Doug Kramarsic was a former lead prosecutor with years of experience that he will use to help and guide you. Also, Doug is the, the from the area and is someone you won't have any trouble talking to about critical issues in your life. And yeah, give him a call. If you need to talk to him, it's 815-667-7100. His office is in Utica, right off Route 6, just uh, outside of Utica. So KramarsicLaw.com. <laughs> yes. We thank Doug for his support of the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. Thanks for cleaning that up. Jeez. What the heck? I know Johnny Durango. Yeah, I know. He was he was pretty he showed us up that show. So uh but moving on, oh really quick before we go any further, I do want to say some upcoming events coming up. We talked about this once upon a time, but on June twenty second, we are gonna be at the LaSalle Canal Market Day. Big event. Now they started it last year. And they had their first one just uh, last weekend, actually. And from what I've heard, it was pretty good success. So we're jumping on board. They wanted some new type of vendors. So I gave them a shout out and said, hey, you want a podcast there? And they said, sure. So we're going to be there. We are going to be giving away some free gifts to our podcast listeners. We're going to have some sort of a thing where maybe if you show up and have some secret code, haven't figured that out yet. We'll probably talk more about that on our next show uh, when we get a little closer. But just want to let everybody know. That uh, we'll be there on the 22nd of June. So that'll be fun. So come throw stuff at us. If you don't like what we say, it's your chance to, in person, beat us up. Right. So, yeah. So, anyway, I had to get that out there. Yeah. So now moving on. Glad you brought it up. Yeah, I hope hope you can make it. I hope I can make it, too. Yeah. Oh, I'll be. (laughs) That would be a problem. (laughs) Are we going on vacation or something? No, no. So, uh, all right, let's get this this ball of rolling. We we happen to have someone waiting here for us. Right. You know, people around the area. If there's one thing about our show, you know, we're always trying to promote the the Illinois Valley area. That's kind of our thing. And um, it seems like oftentimes you'll hear people say, "There's nothing to do around the Illinois Valley." You know, you got to drive so far to do things. And I quickly respond and say, no, that's that's not necessarily true. There's actually a lot of really cool things. And since the beginning of the show, one of the things that we've been, you know, telling people 
is you know if you know if you're into pro wrestling, you should be going to Dreamwave Wrestling in LaSalle, Illinois. Uh, even if you're not into pro wrestling, it's I think I can actually guarantee you you're going to have a good time. And you know we've talked about it off and on uh, since our, our podcast inception. And one of the dudes who we've talked about, co-owner mm-hmm. of Dreamwave, would be Mr. J. Repsol. We've talked about him through tweets and just random happenings and whatever. And we asked Jay to come on the show, and hey, he said he'd do it. So hello, Jay. Are you there? How's it going, guys? Very good. I have to I have to start off by saying uh, congratulations on 50 shows. That's quite the accomplishment. So, All right. Uh, Thank you. Kudos to you guys for that. Thank you. Yeah, that's why it was. It made sense to us to have you on for this show because it is a special show, and you know we've. I have to publicly say, though, right off the bat, uh, I'm going to publicly apologize to you because I think it was like roughly two years ago when I, I gave you a call and said, hey, we got this podcast. Would you want to come on the show and, and do a thing about wrestling? And then, uh, you know, we what, we weren't really ready for doing interviews yet. We were a little bit nervous about it. So kind of blew you off. So I'm going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the record straight right here. <laughs> well, I'm the Jeez. I'm the king of procrastination, so no no offense taken on that one, man. <laughs> All right, cool. The intention Good was deal. never to not have you on. <laughs> I guess is that. <laughs> no, it's it's quite all right. It's quite all right. That's what John's trying to say. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but thanks for joining us, Jay. This uh, should be a good conversation here, and I, I'd like to applaud you for just doing what you do, and and it's it's a. Uh, quite the endeavor for just a kid from at least the Illinois Valley. I, I, I don't know where you're from, I guess, when you're a kid, but, you know, good for you to do this and, and have the events you do. It's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we, we've been really fortunate. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, you guys were speaking about storms when we opened. <laughs> we kind of caught lightning in a bottle with Dreamwave. I mean, and RCW right. before that, we just, you know. Right. The, the I remember had, that, too. Yeah, I mean, the area needed something to do, and we were in the right place at the right time, and you know, it's a lot of people working really hard to accomplish what we do. I mean, it's by not just me at all. Um, I just I'm really good at putting the right people together. So, um, you know, we we've been really lucky, and the area has been really good to us. And uh, right. uh, we were just talking the other day that we're, I'm very we're very proud of the fact that when you Google or I, I bet you LaSalle, with the exception of Starved Rock, gets more exception more recognition from Dreamwave than almost any other thing in the area. <laughs> Because we're, yes. we're, and I don't say that cockily. I just mean that you know it's a small area, and uh, you know I, a lot of guys come from Chicago, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, and same with the fans. And those people would have never heard of LaSalle, being such a small town, had it not been for a reason to come here once a month. So we, we take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, you should. You you really put together a heck of a, of a product. I mean, I think back to growing up around this area, and I think. Some of the earliest memories I can about wrestling in this area was like celebration days out at, in Oglesby. And that was, uh, you know, it was okay, but it was, mm-hmm. it was nothing like compared to what you guys do. I mean, you guys actually have like a, to me, it's like the same type of thing you see on TV. Mm-hmm. Remind me, I want to, I want to talk to you about that with celebration days and stuff and coming full circle. I got a pretty cool story when we, later on when we talk about, um, our show coming up on June 8th with Jake the Snake Roberts and Diamond Dallas Page. I've actually, yes. I, I've actually got a segue to tie all this together. So, um, nice. I'll make, I'll make my, I'm making myself a note right here on my handy dandy <laughs> okay. notebook to, uh, okay, tell you cool. that story about, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, you know, Clayton, 
mentioned it. I mean, y- you did grow up in the area, but could you give us a little background on that, just like how this all came to be? Uh, well, I grew up in Lamoille, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with it, okay. but it's, you I know. that. Yeah, it's up the road a little ways. Um, no, and I knew that too. I, I, I should have. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what <laughs> no, I, I, I was like? I, I, I'm pretty sure you did, but you never know. People are not uh, shocked that I didn't go to LP a lot of times just because I was always down there hanging out. And, uh, you know, when they, when I tell them I didn't go to LP, they're like, really? You're always there. And I think I went to more proms than most of the people that went to LP. You know, more proms at LP than most of the people that went to the school. So, you know, Jay, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't aware of that fact before this interview. I'm afraid we're going to have to cut right. this off right now. There's no moils outside the Illinois Valley area. I, I, don't, I think it's a pretty hazy line. So I, I think it's quite, uh, yeah, quite in there. I think so. he's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot goes on in Lamoille. So, had I started Dreamwave in Lamoille, it may have been a different, uh, sure. different ending there. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, yeah, you know, it's coming from, coming from Lamoille or whatever. And, you know, I actually, this is a true story. You can check, fact check it if you need to, but I actually put in with my school board to graduate early. Um, so I could go to professional wrestling school before I went to college. Um, as you can imagine, my mother was thrilled with that. And, uh, yeah. and they, they actually, believe it or not, God bless the Lamoille, Illinois school board, um, put that through. And they said that that was fine. Um, I had enough credits, uh, so I graduated. Um, after the first semester of my senior year and flew out to Gulf Breeze, Florida and went to Exotic Adrian Street's Skull, Crusher, Skull Crusher's Professional Wrestling School. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So it was like, you know, and, and he was a great guy and whatnot, but I, I don't think it was the best school at the time. Um, I didn't either have the desire to be in the gym three, four, five days a week like, like our guys do. You know, I was in a car crash when I came back and I just, it was a lot of things and I decided that I didn't want to do it in the ring anymore or I couldn't or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. not going to sugarcoat it, but you know, I, and I've always had like a, a mind for marketing and, and whatnot and promotion and things like that. So I thought, what if I, what if I went out and networked and met some of these guys and, you know, actually try to do this myself. So, the, you know, the rest is history. I mean, I went out and met some of the right people. I mean, booked them on our shows in RCW and, <laughs> that How was long it, did man. That last. How long uh, did RCW last? Yeah. Um, it started in 2000, April 20th of 2001 was our first show. Wow. And I left the company for a variety of reasons in 2003, I believe. 2003, 2004, it all, it's all really blurry. I was okay. 20 some, I was 20 something then, so. <laughs> it was, what, did, what did RCW stand for? Revolution Championship Wrestling. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, That's it, a new, we used to run monthly shows at the Illinois Valley Banquet Center, which is now the Flamingo Banquet Center, um, on Second Street in LaSalle. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. And uh we we had varying levels of success there. I mean I could talk all Wasn't the- it wasn't it at R C W that you had uh C M Punk? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I thought. That was one of the And it wasn't you know, he was I mean, he was one of the standouts in the Midwest, but I mean he was by no means famous at the time and you know, it's a question a lot of people always ask me and like, you know, punk and all this stuff. And I went to a show in Chicago and met him and I was a fan of his work. And I'm not going to say I knew he was going to be a huge star that he is. Cause I mean, he, he was always good, but I mean, you know, his, he's astronomically popular right now. I mean, wrestling, right. you know, uh, but anyway, exactly. But I mean, we liked him a lot and I, you know, I met him and got to know him and hang out with him or whatever. And we, we used him. He was our champion here for, I think seven or eight months. Um, oh, wow. so, you know, he, he was here regularly and, 
you know, it's kind of a cool part of LaSalle wrestling lore or history uh-huh. that, you know, he, he kind of fit into our, uh, well, if you, you know. stick around long enough, you get stories and lore. It, it is, know. man. We and actually that's, put that's, out... That's neat. Well, when when uh, Dreamwave started, before we had our first show, we sold a Legends of LaSalle DVD, and it was basically some of the big names we had had in RCW, but there was a lot of guys who had came through the first time who are now on television with the WWE. So it's cool. We're, you know, we're kind of like the AAA of... Uh, you know, uh, like like baseball's triple A, basically. Uh, for, I mean, for wrestling. <laughs> for wrestling. Yeah, that's, no, that's awesome. That's a cool way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but the, the talent is, is out of this world, I guess. I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable, the, the acts that you get in. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I, um, I think you made the right decision there when you decided to go uh, for the business side of it because you really mm-hmm. put together this thing. And right, you can, you can do it for... 30 years in wrestling you probably only get what i mean 10 if you're lucky yeah i mean i guess it's kind of like football right yeah i mean no it's honestly and the whole like the crazy thing about dreamwave like you guys have been in the shows you see the advertisements around illinois valley and stuff but like the thing about that makes dreamwave so successful is it's not about the wrestling it's uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of like The Office or The Walking Dead or shows like that, but sure, you know the 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 reason The Walking Dead is successful is because the show is not about zombies. The show is about right. all the characters. Uh, yep. You know, same thing with The Office. It's not really about what you know The Office. It's about what goes on. You know, it's about the characters and how they interact and whatnot. Uh, that's how Dreamwave is. I mean, we we've done a really good job of. You know, making people care about Nick Brubaker and what he's doing next, or um, Christian Rose, or you know, these things catch fire, and it, it's not about wrestling. I mean, it is. That's the backdrop for it all, obviously, but that's more or less the stage we perform on. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's, it's and I really like the way that I like the way that you you know you guys are tying in all these different aspects, like the way you're taking advantage of social media, and you know, these guys. I'll follow several of the wrestlers from Dreamwave on Twitter. And it's just fun, especially the ramping up. You can just see it, the ramping up right before a big event mm-hmm. and the, the rhetoric that's going on back and <laughs> forth. It's it's fun. You know, it's, it's it creates a nice backstory and lead up to these shows. It, it's really that's, it, it is. Man. You know, that's it, it's something we never had before. Like, boy, you know, going back to the the days of WWF you know, when it was still called that, you know. Mm-hmm. No, and that, a, that's the thing, even back in RCW. I mean, we don't have the benefit of weekly television. I mean, we've knocked on Comcast's door. I mean, we've threatened legal action. You know, we should have public access television here. I mean, we've fought tooth and nail to get TV here, like the Channel 13. We've offered to pay for TV here. Uh, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. Um, aside from the Internet, the Internet is our television channel now. I mean... It's what we do to get out to our fans, you know, whether it's, you know, like I said earlier before we came on the air, podcast or, um, you know, interviews on YouTube or, you know, social media, just going back and forth on Twitter. That's that's how we communicate. That's how we get the stories out and make them mean something. Right. And it's uh, it's, it seems like it's been working out for you because I know that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, you know, I've been to several shows and it seems like every show I've been to, it's jam packed. I mean. I try to get there way early just so I can get a freaking seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, whatever you're doing with all your different advertising, it's definitely working. But that being said, is that becoming a problem? Because I, I love the Knights of Columbus and LaSalle. I think it's a great place. Um, but do you, you see that becoming an issue size-wise? Or you, is that possible that you might have to move at some point? Um, 
we'll never move, I don't think. Um, you know, Dreamwave is that building. I mean, yeah. if, you know, if the building sold tomorrow or, you know, we, we I, I don't know. I mean, I don't ever want to leave there. I love the atmosphere. Uh, we love the setup of the building. And it's it's just a great place for wrestling. Like, you could go to another venue if there was one big enough. Um, but number one, does it serve alcohol? As silly as I know, that, that, that was the first that, thing I was It is, say. man. I mean, you're from the Illinois Valley. You know that's a huge issue. I mean, we have a lot of, like people that come and just want to have a couple beers and lean against the bar and watch the show. If you go to LP high school and rent the gym out or one of the junior highs and you can't have booze anymore, it, yeah, that's not it, gonna work. it changes the whole dynamic of the show, you know, and, and you go to a place where can we draw 600 people and fill the Knights of Columbus? Yeah. Can we draw 12, 1500 and fill, you know, Howard fellow stadium or wherever? I mean, you, you just don't know. Yeah. The atmosphere, it's just rabid in there. People complain about it all the time. There's not a show that goes by if somebody doesn't say, I didn't have a seat, do I still have to pay? You know? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I mean, is, is it an issue at times? Absolutely. But, you know, Dreamwave is that building. Um, if we got kicked out and, you know, they forced our hand to go to go find another building somewhere, could we do it? Yeah. But we don't want to. So Yeah, I could see why. I mean, I, I agree. I, I enjoy going there. It's a, it's a good setting. And because... The size of the room, and there are so many people in there, it's very intimate. You're very close to the to the wrestlers and to the action, and, and there isn't really a bad seat in the whole place. No. Because you're so close, so it's it's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool, and, you know, the people watching in that building is great, too. I mean, <laughs> that's part of the fun yeah. of going to see Dreamwave. It's not just the wrestling, but watching some of the characters that come to watch the wrestling. Yeah. So. I can only <laughs> yeah. imagine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that you you kind of pay homage to that building. You kind of get started there, and you kind of got used to having your shows there. You know how to work it there. You go to a new venue, there's a whole new set of problems, I imagine. And you know, I hold that a special place in my heart for the Knights of Columbus because that's the place where they had the Grunge Fest back in the days. Oh, yeah, <laughs> remember those? Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, I always tell the story about. Um, we were at a wedding at the Knights of Columbus. This is, you know, uh, last year or the year before. And uh, <laughs> the, the bride and the groom were getting ready to walk down the aisle. Um, they actually had the ceremony and the reception there. And a bunch of Dreamwave, uh, a bunch of us were there. And uh, the bride's mother comes up in a panic and she's like, do you guys know how to shut the lights off? And I think it was it was Bonds or Doc. He's like goes over to the panel. He's like, yeah, it's uh, seven, four, five, six, and three. It's those it's those banks that'll shut them off for you. And he knows like it's like we know that building better than the people that run it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many shows it, have you done there? Do you do you know? Um, well, we run eleven shows a year there, and this is our fourth year. So, and then we did a benefit show. So, God, I don't know what's eleven times uh, forty-five. Yeah, we we got to be closing in on it. I mean, we just. Nice. Well, we we had our fiftieth show back in uh, February of this year, so but wow. that include that included the park shows and nice. you know, the the offsite shows and stuff. So right, and this this show will be a great timing too, and I'm gonna do my best to get it out uh, as early as possible because you do have an upcoming show that one of your free shows actually you're you you have two uh, a fr- free show Friday night in LaSalle on the what is it the seventh or eighth June seventh seventh is the free show at the LaSalle park and then the eighth is the regular show at the knights of columbus mm-hmm. and that's the one with jake the snake yeah june 7th will be immortality i'm sorry june june 7th will be celebrate LaSalle at hegler park that's a free okay. free one we do every year for the big festival there 
And right. um, June 8th will be Immortality, our show with the Knights of Columbus, um, with Diamond Dallas Page and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. So mm. it's kind of cool. It's the night before, so it's a moving billboard for us. Um, you know, and I'm, I'll talk candidly about it because I think the business side of it is cool. You know, we don't make a lot of money on the Celebrate LaSalle show. We don't go in there, make a killing, and laugh our way to the banks. I mean, we sure they gave us a chance in our first year in 2009 and said, hey, do you guys want to do this? And we said, yeah. They said, here's what we can pay you, and we, we did it, and we've done it for the same rate ever since then. I don't think they thought it was going to be a big a hit as it was. Um, yeah. But they took a chance on us, and we certainly respect that, and it's our hometown, kind of an homage to our hometown, if you will. Yeah. So, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in doing that show, and it's a moving billboard the night before Immortality, so it's it's, it's pretty cool. It works out really well right. for us. Do you, do you guys, do you have a rough number on what you think you draw for that? Um, it's been estimated anywhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred. I mean, it's, it's insane. Like I always say this, I'm not going to say the name of the band because I don't want to offend anybody, but they paid a, (laughs) they paid a band a lot more than they pay us to do that show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this was last year or the year before. I don't remember. Honestly, my memory is terrible. And, um, (laughs) the Dreamwave show was going on they booked a band at the same time. Ah, yeah, I remember that. I was there last year. (laughs) Literally a stone's throw away, right? So I'm like, why did you guys do that? Why did you spend all that money? Either give it to us or put it somewhere else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because we were going on and we're such like a colorful moving thing that like no one was watching the band. There was maybe three people in front of the band and they were, yeah. they were paying these people like it, it was four figures. I don't want to even say what it was, but it was enough to make you sick. And like we were just like, oh my God, like why would you do that? But, and then they did it so two years in a row. Doing. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's you know they do a great job with the festival, and I don't want to talk bad about it. But I mean, it, it's just like don't don't bet against us because we've proven ourselves time and again now. You know what I mean? So. And I'll tell you what that that festival last year, my boys still talk about throwing water balloons at the wrestlers <laughs> to this that's, day. That's a year later. It's kind of something I joke about because one of the guys involved in that, um, Davy Richards, he he's like. How do I say this? There's like casual fans, and then there's like we call them smart marks, or uh, the fans that think they know everything. Um, the internet's given them a voice, and they can go on and talk about wrestling in their parents' basement, so they know everything about it, right? <laughs> yeah. um, well, I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, what is it, uh, Jay and Silent Bob? <laughs> sure, um, Strike Back or whatever. It's like yeah. it's like you know the guys that are sitting in their basement talking shit about them, and. Uh, you know, Davey Richards is one of those guys they just adore. They put him on a pedestal, and, you know, he wrestles five-star matches and goes to Japan. We had him in, and he wrestled his five-star match. But at the end of the show, he was out there throwing water balloons at people. So nice. it was just so, like, wonky. Everybody was like, oh, my God, only in Dreamwave, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I take pride in us being kind of easygoing. And, uh, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, who, who can you, you know? Absolutely. How is oh, it good. tricky setting up an outdoor show, or is it? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, well, they, they tell you what they want a lot of times, and a lot of times you don't want to step on their toes, but you're like, well, that's a good idea, but I think this would work better, and a lot of these guys that have been doing the festivals have been doing it for a really long time, mm-hmm. so, you know, there's a certain level of pride involved, they're like, well, I know this is, you know, we got to have this band play when you guys play, because there's people that are going to want to dance, or, you know, <laughs> don't, you know. <laughs> Like I had this really cool thing planned where you know somebody was gonna go into the swimming pool a couple of years ago and they're like, no, you can't, yeah. you can't do that, you can't do that. I go, dude, <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you, the kids are gonna come unglued 
if yeah. if this guy gets thrown in the pool. They're like, no, 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 we just we just can't do it. I'm like, all right, fine. And afterwards, I think uh, the mayor Jeff Grohl came up to me and goes, dude, we should have did that. That would have been awesome, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I, not that I know everything, but if there's one thing I know, it's wrestling. So just like <laughs> trust my intuition on it. Yeah, you want to have a good show, right? Yeah, let me give I, you a good show. <laughs> that's what I always say. It's like just trust us, just let us be, you know. Right. I mean, We're not going to do have, anything lewd. Give give us a tent and some water, and that's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, is there one particular guy you think? I know you've had like tons of special guests. Do do any of them stick out as like just the best? Um, Diamond Dallas. Like, I know some big. DDP. Oh. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that we've had that are huge. I mean, it, it's always hard. Like the way JC Castilli, like uh, you know, one of my buddies, always rates it is he's like, "Are you gonna get a picture with that guy?" And <laughs> you know, it's not, some, sometimes I get excited. Sometimes I'm not so excited about certain guys, not for any reason. But like, I'll go ahead and tell my story now. You were talking about Oglesby Celebration Days. I remember yeah. being at Oglesby Celebration Days and seeing the. I still remember the main event. It was the Iron Sheik versus Casey. I was Knight. there. Really? I was there. Yeah, I saw and, that too. And I, I still have the program from that night. Um, you know, I'll never forget that. That's forever ingrained in my head. This whole, the whole way this thing started was I was listening to the Wizards Juke Joint on 100.9 FM, uh, yeah. back WLRZ back in the day. And they were like, you know, they had a contest. It was a local wrestling promotion called Powerhouse Championship Wrestling. And the, okay. They, they had a trivia question, you know, who was the man that made Milwaukee famous? And I just, I called up and I knew and I answered the question. I was like, the crusher. And, and they're like, yeah, you went four tickets to this wrestling show in Streeter. So my stepdad took me there and I absolutely loved it. I don't even know how old I was. Maybe I was like 10 or 11 years old. And I went there and I just loved it. And that was the first, that was my first experience live of an indie wrestling show. And I just remember like thinking these guys were larger than life. You know, this is so cool. And, just remember being so into it and trying to get the wrestlers autographs after the show and you know that that still resonates it, it's hard for me sometimes like i have to take a step back and try and put myself in that place again and think these kids look up to these guys like they're you know they're role models and they're they're superheroes to these guys so doing oglesby fun fest last year that was kind of like full circle for me you know it was like i i saw the iron Sheik there back in god what was that night i don't even know when that was but uh i was a little kid and now we my company May, may, yeah, maybe. I mean, back when they had celebration days, so. Right. Um, yeah, that, but that anyways, because of the people jumping in the pool. The and pool, whatnot. yep, and getting crazy. Yeah. And, and that was cool. And then, you know, having Jake the Snake, my actually first experience with the WWF live, um, I, I went to Peoria to a house show and the main event was Andre the Giant versus Jake the Snake. And back in probably 87, 88, maybe. And so now to have him at my show, it's like it's just full circle, you know. It's it's super cool for me. I can't so. believe he's still alive. <laughs> he went <laughs> he went through a rough patch, and uh, you I know, swear the, I saw him in a documentary or. Yeah, it was uh, it was called Wrestling with Shadows, or no, no, no. Um, no that was the Bret Hart one. What yeah, the that hell? was the Bret Hart. Beyond, one, yeah. it was called Beyond the Mat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he just right you know he he had a rough time. I mean, you got to figure these guys were on the road, two hundred fifty, three hundred nights a year, and. You know, you know what it tends to happen when you're away from your family or you don't have one when you're on the road that long, you tend to, you know, favor the spoils and, you know, start sure. start drinking or, or indulging in whatever and you know, some guys grow up and some guys don't and you know, he's been on the right path for uh probably the last year he's lived um with Diamond Dallas Page in um his, this house in Atlanta, Georgia. 
or just outside, oh, wow. just outside of Atlanta and DDP's got him doing this yoga and he, he, he was over 300 pounds when he went there. He's lost like 50 pounds. Um, he's been sober for a year, completely off booze and everything. Yeah, it's just, it's great, you know, and like Scott, so are those you, guys, you know are they going to wrestle? I, I just, <laughs> oh yeah, it's my, that's my business, man. That's how okay. I, it's well, how, so you're the one who books these acts, obviously, right? Right. Right. Okay. Um, I, I, I wasn't 100 percent sure. I figured it was worth asking, but that's no, that's no. Me and JC do, and uh, Jake was a guy we wanted to bring in for a long time, but th- the problem was was his sobriety. Um, you don't know what kind of shape he was going to be in when he got here. Um, now, now he's been clean and sober for a year. Sure. He's with DDP. We're bringing him with DDP. Um, you know, and Scott Hall. I don't know if you guys uh, how familiar you are with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, R- yeah. Razor Ramo and NWO yeah. or whatever. Um, he's been living with DDP now in this accountability house as well. And, uh, he, he's clean yeah, and sober. He had, pretty, he had a pretty rough patch there too. He, he's turned, yeah, he's turning their lives around. It's crazy. And they're doing this yoga and eating right and not, you know, not abusing substances. And it's, he's really turning their lives around. So like, it's so cool to like, you know, be able to get Jake now. I mean, that, he was on our list forever. I mean, me and JC would always be like, who do we want to get? You know, we'd, we'd list like 10 guys and Jake would always be on there. And it's like, man, it's just not worth taking the chance, you know? <laughs> sure. Hey, is he bringing the snake? He, he probably could. He's not going to travel with it. We actually have to acquire a snake for him. So <laughs> there will be a I, snake. I, I can give it away, I guess. I yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I, that's still up in the air. Honestly, it's, it's funny because like I live, you know, I work a normal nine to five job, you know, um, so the other day I'm I'm driving at my job to another job site to to check on um you know the construction work going on and in yeah. in in the meantime I'm calling these exotic animal rental places like I need to <laughs> I need to run a snake you know like oh my god my life is so weird you know? yeah that's awesome well I'm glad that there's gonna be a snake that's that's uh oh he was one of my favorites back in the day man yeah me oh yeah too man like the I, I, DDT yeah, yeah the DDT I mean. You know, just the snake was so terrifying yet so fascinating when you're a kid, you know. <laughs> and you go back and watch some of his interviews, he was just like, he was amazing. I mean, but. So I was going to ask before, are these guys wrestling at that show? No, no, neither one of them will be wrestling. Nope. Oh, no, he, come on, diamond, they've got to see a diamond cutter. No, um, I, honestly, DDP hasn't wrestled in a while. Um, I think. Oh, really? He makes too much money doing the yoga thing now. I mean, this. Uh, this yoga thing is insane. I mean, I don't know if you guys have, have followed it at all, but I mean, it's turned into it's not as big as a P90X, but it and it's not a fad. I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, a lot of people have had a lot of success and changed their lives doing it. JC, the guy, you know, our um, president or CEO of our company or whatever, he's lost upwards of forty pounds doing it, and. You know, he's not that he's a lazy guy, but he'll be the first to tell you he, he don't like to go to the gym or whatever. And sure, he started doing this yoga, and it's like thirty minutes a day, um, three times a week. You know, and it comes with the meal plan. And I mean, he's he's kind of turned his life around with it, and you know, I mean, it works. So, anyways, DDP probably doesn't want to jeopardize his um, yoga yoga abilities. <laughs> just to, well, I think I talked to. about it. At the, whenever that was that gold dust was on, I think I was talking about you. Uh, when he got you, he stuck you in the corner and gave you a nice kick. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty painful. <laughs> uh, no, but I, some- I have to ask: Are you still? Because uh, I haven't seen a show since the the last show I saw was the Hacksaw Jim Duggan show, uh-huh. which was a really good time. 
so but you're when you go out there you're a heel uh, are you still a heel? No, or? I, I was. I'm. Uh, I'm no longer involved in any of the stories. It. Uh, it got to be a little much to be. I, I believe we lost in November, and I could no. You know, the the revolution disbanded, and I could no longer be involved. It, backstage, it got to be too much because I was. You know, you're going through these segments with the guys, and you're planning what's going to happen, and you're, you're you're talking and. And then, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out your spot, what's going on. And then you're worried because some guy can't find a seat. And then you're worried because the toilet's overflowing in the basement and that, that, oh, and the video feed's not working in the locker room, you know, so it, it, it just got to be too much. I loved going out there and performing. Um, it wasn't an ego thing. I mean, it was, I, you know, I never booked, I, looked like I, I never fun. booked myself to be the world champion, but like it, it, it was always a blast and I thought I was pretty good at it and, you know, it, it was a lot of fun working with the guys I got to work with. I mean, Ali and Austin Roberts and Vic Capri are three of my favorite guys. And it was kind of my swan song um, that I got to do that part of it. And, you know, now now I'm just strictly backstage. I got enough responsibilities. <laughs> Did you have many people coming to you outside of the show giving you trouble? Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> not, not even just trouble, but – and I love our fans. I do. I absolutely love them to death. But me and my wife – We'll be out eating dinner, and people will come up, and uh, that's my biggest pet peeve. Is I, if it's a friend, it's that's a different thing, but when it's a fan and they come up and they interrupt your dinner and they're like, "Oh, when's the next show? Who's gonna be here?" You know, I, I think that wore on my wife, and she would just be like, "Really?" Obviously, <laughs> obviously, she would be polite until they walked away, and just be like, "Oh, I can't go anywhere. I can't take you anywhere." You know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean. Not, not that I'm a celebrity or anything like that, but you know we get recognized all over town. I mean, and it's like, hey, who's gonna be the next show? Celebrity? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Like, me, me and Crazy George, and uh, <laughs> they're they're like, who's coming in next? You know, or you know, they just want to ask you questions, and they're pa- they're passionate about the product, so you can't you can't fault them for that. Sure, you should be. Yeah, it's awesome. Just having someone recognize you because you you play a character in a wrestling show at the KC's <laughs> in LaSalle. It yeah. There actually is one guy though that like he's he's like a huge pain in my ass. He like um, I don't even know his name, but he's at every show and he gets there. The building the show starts at seven. He's at the building at like two, and so <laughs> I I like can't take the stairs, which is a huge inconvenience for me on show day because like I'm running downstairs to check something and I got to take the elevator, which takes way longer. Because if I go, I don't know if you guys saw the show where um, I actually lost power um, in the storylines. I was I was the CEO and I lost power. And the first show after I lost power, JC made me be a hot dog vendor. And, <laughs> and I, I actually wore a hot dog suit and, uh, like a, nice. like a big hot, and this guy, every time he sees me, he's like, where's your hot dog suit? Why aren't you wearing your hot dog suit? And like, and that's why sometimes I can't even go out and watch the matches because I don't want to take away from the guys and what's going on in the ring. And, you know, not, again, not that I'm a celebrity, but, like, this one guy will see me and come over to me and start yelling, where's your hot dog suit? And then everybody (laughs) in the crowd's, like, looking at me. I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to watch the match like a fan, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but not really. I mean, as far as, like, being a bad guy, I don't get too much. I think most of our fans know that this is a Vegas show. You know, this is a a Cirque Cirque de Soleil or whatever. This is a... You know, us, us putting out a performance for you, and you're here to enjoy it. And when the, when the final bell rings, we just want to, you know, move on and go to Michelle's back street. <laughs> yeah, right. That's cool. I, I, that's always. Uh, do you guys still do the, the the fights in the bar? Is that over? You were doing that across the street, right? Two we pools? did that at, 
at Two Fools one time, um, before, you know, before it switched owners, um, we loved Two Fools. It was a great bar. And, uh, we'd go there and all the guys would like, we could walk there, which was awesome. And, sure. Um, you know, then it switched owners. Some other people bought it and just the music style changed and it, it just wasn't, I'll just say that it wasn't our pace anymore. Um, sure. It used to be like, you know, pop music playing, everybody dancing, and it turned into like, you know, like, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like, you know, strobe lights or whatever. So we're like, hey, you know, let's just agree to disagree here. And, uh, we went in search of another place and we found Michelle's and, you know, she, she's been really happy to have us and we've been really, she takes care of the guys and, you know, she feeds us and we go up there and, party till three in the morning so i'm sure she does really well and uh, you guys usually get the guests special guests to come party with you too don't you yeah yeah absolutely i mean uh you know as long as they're they're down with going there they a lot of the guys are younger that we bring in and they're like yeah let's go let's (laughs) yeah i've heard a lot of good things about this town so (laughs) (laughs) we've got a reputation for drinking exactly that was episode three Two. two i think yeah, that's going way back. Mm-hmm. Still accessible on our Podbean website, all right. of our archived shows, that's for sure. I was wondering, like, with wrestling, it seems, and I know this is kind of true with a lot of different fighting sports. I know, like, uh, you know, it's like boxing. You know, boxing, the popularity of boxing went down when the UFC popularity shot up. Now it seems like that's kind of leveled out a little bit. Where do you think uh, pro wrestling is right now? Because I know it, it seemed like there there was a time, you know, way back in the good old days of the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior stuff, you know, it seems like that was one of the big pinnacles in wrestling history. And then I'd say, what was it, back when the NWO stuff was all going on, uh, that was pretty big. You, you, would you say it's as big as those days, or is it kind of falling off? Oh, God, no. Um, you know, there's a couple different phases of uh, wrestling. You know, it's a very cyclical business. Like you had mentioned, the 80s with the Hulkster and rock and wrestling and the MTV tie-ins was humongous. Um, you know, that, then it really fell off. The 90s was a really bad, really bad time for our business. And then the Attitude Era came. Um, you know, you're talking Degeneration X and the NWO and, sure. you know, Goldberg and you know, DDP and stuff like that. Like, that got really big again in, like, the 96, 97, 98. Um, that was huge. That was probably the biggest time financially for our business. Um, and then since it's obviously leveled off again, we're, we're waiting for that. We're, we're in a valley right now. We're waiting for that next peak. We do, we do really well here. Our company does very well. But I think if, if the big guys do good, it's even better for us. Um, obviously, we're in a position right now where... If the business got as hot as it was back in the Austin era and the NWO era, we it'd be out of control here. I mean, we'd have to do two shows a month or look at finding another building or something. Yeah. Or, or people would have to get their tickets uh, a lot quicker than they do. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's I've, I've noticed that. It's um. Oh, speaking of that, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, you can't beat your shows. I mean, it's only what. 12 bucks to go to a show? Yeah, it's uh, $15 for a front row ticket, and those usually sell out two months in advance. Um, it, it's nearly impossible to get a front row ticket to our show unless you buy them when they first go on sale. And uh, then the general emissions are 12 bucks. But like you said, the general emissions, there's really not a bad seat in the house. Um, there, I mean, $12 gets you in, and I always say, like, I will put us up against, um, you know, a- anything else to do in the Illinois Valley. You know, as far as entertainment value and entertainment dollar goes, 
I mean, you go to, I haven't been to the movies in a long time, honestly. I, I was tempted. I wanted to go see Jurassic Park and IMAX. And, uh, yeah. I didn't. I mean, not, not because I was too cheap, even though I am cheap, but, um, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what it would cost to take a family of three or four there. I mean, it's gotta be at least 12 bucks a person by the time you buy it's it. It's rough. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't do it very often to take it exactly a family of four to get anything caught. I mean, some popcorn. Oh boy. <laughs> it's rough no absolutely i mean i don't know and we try and keep it simple i mean it's expensive to run these shows like if, if i ever said a number how much it costs us to put on a dream web show people would probably faint i mean um you know not our guys aren't paid like hollywood actors i mean i'm not gonna say they are um they you know there's a certain rite of passage where you sleep in your car and you know, work, work for next to nothing. I mean, you know, this is paying your dues. I mean, it's interesting. The guys are down I mean, here I, paying their dues and, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, with these, these wrestlers you guys bring in, I, I wasn't aware of just the community. And I kind of picked up on it from Twitter and hearing these guys talk about these different shows. I mean, a lot of these wrestlers, they're, 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 they're fighting at your show. They're fighting. Um, in Northern Illinois and different states. I mean, they, they're all over the place. Yeah. And like, I don't think people in LaSalle or the Illinois Valley will ever really truly understand how special of a thing we have. Um, I don't know what it is or why. I don't know if it's because our shows are so great or, you know, it's just our town or what, but we draw better than pretty much everyone and we draw more consistently than anyone in the Midwest. Absolutely. You know, there's, sure. there's companies in Chicago where, you know, if you look at the population, they slaughter us, obviously, but for some reason, Every month in LaSalle, we get more fans here than they do. And, yeah. I, you know, maybe it's not even, maybe, maybe our product, I believe in our product. I love our product, but maybe their product is better, you know? Um, but we just promote it better. I don't know what it is. Nobody knows. Nobody will ever understand the anomaly that is professional wrestling in LaSalle. Uh, <laughs> this is a small area, but whatever we do, we do it right. So, uh, well, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, like I said, I mean, I used to watch a lot of wrestling. Don't really watch it so much anymore, with the exception of Dreamwave. I mean, that's you're you're my uh, my wrestling source, and I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's why it works too. I mean, it's it's simple. You know, it's it's like you said, it's twelve bucks. You bring your family. It's the good guys versus the bad guys. There's no, you know, you're not going to go there and be like, man, I feel morally challenged because of what I just watched. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good. Well, you guys keep it clean it, too. It's nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, with the exception of a guy getting his face battered with a chair, but other than that fact, you it, keep it clean. It's nothing worse than you'll see on network television. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. And we have no uh, we have no standards and practices department, but um, we we do have sponsors we have to keep happy and whatnot. So, um, you know, if you see blood on our show, it's obviously uh, it's obviously accidental. I mean, and why wouldn't it be? It's not that wrestling is fake or anything, but I mean. Uh, not doing any of the razor blade cutting. No, absolutely not. I, that's that's an old carnival myth. Um. <laughs> have, you, have you had any injuries where you've had to have uh, medical personnel on hand or anything like that? Is there anything? Yeah, um, actually, our um, our female referee that's quite popular with the boys, uh, Carly. Um, mm-hmm. She's actually a nurse, and she's had last couple shows she's had some people to stitch up i mean christian rose actually went through a table last show um it wasn't even like someone slammed him through a table it was like it it, it was obviously not intentional or whatever um nick brubaker you know threw him out he landed on the table and he took a chunk uh, his face took a chunk out of this table and it was probably the grossest cut i've ever seen um he'll be scarred for life probably for it i mean it was just 
it was one of those things. It was a freak accident. Like with, with, oh my God, it was, it was awful. Um, I was, I came home to my wife. I was like, that was the grossest thing I've ever seen. And he ruined my new canvas. <laughs> no, um, yeah, there, I mean, there's cuts, you know, there's things happen, man. I mean, you know, it's well, the good thing that, uh, Christian Rose, uh, having a big scar on his face will play into his character well, I think. <laughs> That's what he said. He, he, uh, I'm gonna have a fun with this. You know, it was funny because I was at Michelle's Backstreet. You know, I obviously talked to him, made sure he was okay. Um, you know, after it happened and he, he had lost a lot of blood. I mean, nothing fatal or anything. But I'm like, I just assume he's gonna go home. I'm like, well, man, you know, if you need anything, give me a call. And I leave. And probably an hour later, I think he went to the hotel and showered. He walks into Michelle's Backstreet. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> he's like, oh, I just super glued it shut, man. I just want to have a beer. And, you know, I don't want everybody to pay attention to me. I just, you know, want to relax. I'm just like, you're insane, you know. <laughs> it's, it's part of the camaraderie, man, you know. The, seeing everybody at the after party and stuff, you don't want to miss, uh, don't want to miss any of that, obviously, so. Well, for sure. You, you put all that, you put all that work into it. You gotta, you know, let I, loose a little bit. I think that's the way he looked at it. Like he was cheating himself because he was like, no way I'm getting in a car and driving four hours home without, uh, without getting a couple beers. So good for him. Nice. Well, you got anything, Clayton? That was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I one, one of the things I brought up, like out of all the old, all the celebrity old timer wrestlers that you've brought in, is there any that stand out? Like his yeah, there, there's some that stand out for the bad reasons. Um, and I, I, we just did <laughs> by, this documentary. By all I was, means. <laughs> we just did this documentary I was telling you guys about. Now I'll mm-hmm. give you a little story off there. Um, you know, Jim the Anvil Nightheart showed up, um, and he was so messed up that he couldn't even couldn't even. I mean, he couldn't barely keep his eyes open. Uh, trash for the for the wrestling match. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, he was scheduled to wrestle that night, but he got out of the car. And he, he, usually we pick the guys up at the airport, um, but he had transportation. He knew someone. And he gets out of the car, and I just knew he was wasted. I don't know what he was on. Yeah. Um, I, I won't speculate, but let me just say he was in no condition to perform at that point. And, uh, you know, he took his sunglasses off, and he, <laughs> he had his eyes were barely open, and it was just like, <laughs> oh, wow. you know, get, get through this autograph signing. And he still had to wrestle, and he was wrestling Jason Hades that night. And he showed up with a random black woman who had a championship belt on. To this day, I still don't know who she is. Uh, <laughs> I guess she was his caretaker for that night, but I don't know. He, we made it through. The match was terrible. I felt bad for uh, Jason Hades, and I felt bad for the fans. I mean, I, I don't think anybody really noticed as much as I did because I had to deal with them. Um, but that was the one time in almost 10 years of doing this that I, I was like, I don't even think I should pay this guy because he's – not held up his end of the bargain. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there, there's guys that have showed up and have been having a good time, and that's different. You know, they're professionals. They know what they're doing. They know, just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, baseball players used to have a beer before the game or whatever. Um, sure. That was the one time that sticks out where I was almost embarrassed to be a promoter and almost embarrassed, you know, for our fans. But most of the guys, now, since that experience, that was our one thing that, like, that set us straight. We're like, now I'm calling three promoters. I'm making sure, if I don't know the guy, I'm making sure this guy showed up in a condition to work. He was good with the fans. He wasn't an ass to all the fans. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was sure. good with the kids and whatnot. Um, you know, like some of the guys we brought back twice, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and, you know, guys like that that are just go above and they're, beyond. They're showmen. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Then with the fans, they're, you know, yelling, is he still, oh. is he still a, a, a showman? Hacksaw. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I went. I had the pleasure of seeing the, the, that last show, and he he's still same same thing. It's just great. Yeah, <laughs> USA. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, he you was know, a Saturday like, morning wrestler like for a long time. Oh yeah, I mean oh, yeah. He, he made the rounds, and you know you, you watch that stuff, and like I always try and go and watch the big matches like out live, you know, because I'm always in the the gorilla position right behind the curtain watching it and kind of directing the show in a way, and. uh for those matches, I always go out, out and watch it live because I want to hear the fans. I want to watch their faces. I want to see how they react. And, you know, whenever I lose myself in a moment like that, that's when I know it's good. When he's out there chanting, USA, and I'm, like, doing my best not to start chanting with <laughs> that. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you may you may have a mortgage and two car payments and eight kids and three dogs, but when you go for three hours a month, you can watch Dreamwave and just lose yourself in it. You know what I mean? Like any good movie or any other entertainment thing that's, you know, just awesome. So for take about a lot. the same price as a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and hopefully it has a lasting impression. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I would say that's true. It, you don't even have to be a big wrestling fan. I think to really enjoy it. My wife, she's not, she doesn't really like wrestling, but she likes going as a family to these shows. And I think it's, testament to these guys you've got i mean some of the wrestlers you've got uh like ali and the brubaker you mentioned before christian rose i mean they you could just tell they work really hard at doing this and they <laughs> some of the uh moves and the off the top belt and oh it's just amazing yeah what they do no absolutely like i said before we try and keep it simple i mean if we go out there and have this complex japanese style wrestling match for 60 minutes where people are dropping <laughs> dropping each other on their heads like yeah, the hardcore wrestling fans love it, but I don't want the hardcore wrestling fans. They're gonna they're gonna come to our shows anyways. I want the casual guy that saw Diamond Dallas Page and Jake the Snake are gonna be there, so he took a chance on us. And then he came and brought his wife and their kids and some guy gave another guy a wedgie and that's the part they'll remember forever is the guy getting the wedgie, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. you know, I, I always say like Steve Jobs, the creator of Apple, is one of my heroes because he makes things that are so simple they appeal to the mass public. I mean, right. the the iPhone, I mean, why is it so great? The iPad, why is it so great? Because it's simple. It. Exact grandma can use it. I you know, and like that's the same premise I try and, you know, um, instill in Dreamwave is like I want it to be just as friendly for the end user that is a grandma that comes to our shows as it is for the 5-year-old kid and that's why we've been pretty successful. So, well, very good. It's nice to see a good LaSalle, Illinois Valley thing, an awesome thing like this. You know, Clayton, we've had two uh, LaSalle promotional things in a week. Did you realize oh, yeah. that? What we were the promoting other? the canal the canal boat yeah. on our That's last show. Yeah, going in the mule. In the mule, yeah. The Support mules. the mule. There's two of them, Larry and Moe. <laughs> Larry and Moe, yep. They're on yeah, Twitter. They, they are on Twitter, out. everybody. Yeah, we're trying to help them out. I think I might have got them one follower. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I heard the food. It's more than anybody's done for him in a long time. The food is excellent, as you say. Yeah, I heard the food was absolutely excellent down there at the uh, little canal place on 351. There, the visit, the oh, visitor nice. center, the can, yes, yeah. yes. So I'll have to check that out. That uh, that's a good tip. Yeah, we we talked about that last week, and we were talking about the 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 mules that pull the canal boat have a Twitter account, and John <laughs> and I were trying to promote them. It didn't. Like I said, we got him one take. follower. Yeah, I think that's about all we got. <laughs> we got well, all kinds of pull, though. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> we try to root for the mules. <laughs> maybe the mules are just very unpopular. Right. I guess they must be. Worry, maybe I don't Bern- know. 
We'll bring him in as bad guys as Dreamwave. Yeah. Larry, Larry and Moe to Mules. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. That's a really good idea. You could probably figure out a way to do that. Hey, I, I'm always up for the the zany stuff. I mean, <laughs> that's the visitor a, center. You could probably set it up. Celebrate LaSalle. If somebody comes out riding a couple donkeys or mules, It's you know what happened. It happened right here in the Illinois Valley podcast. That's right. So. <laughs> Great ideas. This is This is where people come to... <laughs> You know, express themselves and come up with the next thing. Oh, that being said, I, I have to throw it out there that if you ever need a uh, somebody who's out in the crowd who needs to take a fall, you know, you count me in. I can take a fall John, very well. So you practice rolling downstairs. Yes. Like so if you, if you need a uh, if you need a prop uh, audience member, you 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 count me in. You guys act like this stuff is fake. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Well, that's a good idea, John. I mean, you you do have a lot of experience and just Of course, I would be wearing an Ivy Pod shirt at the time. Sure. No self-promotion. Maybe at the upcoming Canal Market, we could uh have a Dreamwave show and have you get the crap kicked out of you. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm I'm just pod guy was mouthing off again and Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, crap with us. Put him in the sleeper hold. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jade, you um Let's do a little uh, self-pimping here. Um, what's your Twitter handle and all that good stuff? Where should we find everybody associated with Dreamwave? You can check me out at J-Rep, J-A-Y-R-E-P on Twitter. Um, you can check out Dreamwave at DW Wrestling. Um, of course, DreamWaveWrestling.com, Facebook.com slash Dreamwave Wrestling. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to pimp our uh, weekend coming up here. Sure, no, please do. I haven't done one of these commercials, so I'm going to read the radio copy, but I'm going to try, oh, cool. I'm going to try and do it live, okay? A live radio commercial. Okay, ready? let's hear it. Do me! All right. <laughs> yeah, do it. All right, here we go. Dreamwave Wrestling returns with the annual Double Shout Weekend, kicking off Friday, June 7th at Hagler Park for Celebrate LaSalle as the new Dreamwave champion. Jason Hades defends the title for the first time against LaSalle favorite, Waylon Beck. And if that was enough! Immortality comes to you live from the Knights of Columbus and LaSalle on Saturday, June 8th with Dreamwave icons, Diamond Dallas Page and Jake the Snake Roberts in the house. Dreamwave Wrestling, the biggest crowds, the loudest fans, pro wrestling, LaSalle style. It, 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 was, it would sound way it would sound way better with the drops in there and stuff, but oh, I'll see if I can make it sound. Uh, I'll see if I can add some effects to it or something. That's awesome. And, oh, that was great. And after about eight more beers, it would sound way better. So. <laughs> Excellent. That was great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. This was this was great. I knew it was going to be easy talking about this stuff. I actually, you know, as a fan myself, it was going to be. I was I was looking forward to this. So this is great. Thanks for coming on the show. No, thanks for having us. And thanks for your support. And uh, you know, certainly congratulations on 50 episodes. We hope uh, hope there's 50 more, and we hope we're around to talk about it. Uh, you know, in 50 more shows. So that sounds awesome. All right. Well, All right. Good luck at the upcoming show and your summer events, and we'll check you later. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. All right, well, we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with our usual podcast fun to finish off the show. Be right back.
got me feeling golden. Told me many could call, but really you were chosen. Lord of mercy on my soul, oh, court mouse. Everybody wanna get the jury like a courthouse. Last days, last days, nothing can shock ya. These rappers dumbing down like they can see a walk of flockers. Videos with naked girls, please bring the rapper. Same movie, same scene, dog. Just a different act. Plaguing the roles, taking the souls, having their soul, having a hole. Better could know, never could blow. Better to know, letting it go. But I stay for change, gotta pray for things. Every my scene to the eye. Move to the beat, but I take it high. Come from the Lord, they in the sky. The evidence of things not seen, I jack clean. My flow perfected and resurrected to pop me. Hi, John. Hello, we are back. We are back. That was fun. Yeah, it was. I, that was a great uh, talk, and yeah, it looks like we, we only got a little bit of time left for the show, so we're going to get to our usual stuff. But before we get to that, I have another read for Commercial Law Offices. I don't know if you knew that, John. Let's have it. Yes. I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but uh, John and I actually both have known Doug a long time. Uh, we can say with complete sincerity that if we need any legal help whatsoever, Doug is the first guy we would call. Uh, luckily, John and I haven't required the services of a lawyer in some time, uh, so that's good. But if we did, <laughs> we would call Doug. Uh, if you look at his bio on his website, uh, he, he did a very well for himself along the way. Uh, he, he was a, a LaSalle County Assistant State's Attorney prosecuting criminal cases, advising police officers and state troopers, and he later became the lead DUI traffic prosecutor for the entire 100,000-plus LaSalle County area. Uh, during this time, Doug had the opportunity to try numerous bench trials and jury trials to verdict, including trials ranging from petty traffic violations to serious felony charges. He has handled real estate, traffic accidents, workers' comp, estate planning, licensing, uh, family law. So he, he has a broad range of legal skill, if that's a thing. He has it. Uh, he graduated top of his class at Southern Illinois University at Carbondale, a bachelor's degree with honors, uh, and then the Thomas M. Cooley Law School with a doctor of jurisprudence degree, where he's also graduated at the top of his class, cum laude. Cum laude? Um, He's he's a, he's been named uh, top 40 under 40 entrepreneurs by Illinois Small Business Association. Uh, he has a special. He also is granted a special license through the Illinois Supreme Court called a 711 or 711, which allowed him to practice law in the state of Illinois before he even passed the state bar. And according to Johnny Durango, that ain't legal, but he somehow pulled it off. Uh, nice. <laughs> that's right. We recommend checking out his website. Uh, website it's uh, KramarsikLaw.com. You can call him for any reason, DUI, traffic, whatever, criminal defense. Hopefully you don't need to, but if you do, we recommend you call him. Very nice. Yeah. That's, it seemed long, like I was reading a report in front of the class. I should, oh, no. <laughs> I, I'd say that one went a little bit smoother than the first one. The first one, one was terrible. <laughs> I stumbled. I wasn't warmed up yet, John. <laughs> we needed Jay to help us yeah. get get going. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, just the, the listen. That may be the beer you're drinking. Well, no, I think that might have been the problem the first time. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I, I, <laughs> I think it was more of like, oh, all right, we're doing the show. Do you ever have that where you stumble all over yourself and you're like, I can't for some reason get my words, uh, like my timing's off or something? 
I know the feeling. Yeah, think it too quick. In those situations, I just um, stay quiet and hope you'll save me. (laughs) I probably should do that more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on, man. We we have uh, our usuals for for the rest of the episode. We got our uh, podcasts, our apps, and tweets of the week. Let's do it. Where where should we start? Um, Podcasts? Yeah, that sounds good. I, I had one. Uh, the Greg, uh, Fitzdog Radio, I believe is what you can find it at on iTunes. Um, he did an episode with Kevin Nealon recently that was pretty good. I don't know if I've brought up his show before on, on no, here. Never heard of him. Um, it. Greg Fitzsimmons, he's a comedian, he's from Boston. Uh, he, he's, he's been around a lot. He does a lot of writing, actually. I mean, in his career, he's, he's, he's a veteran comic. But a really good show. Good interviews. He actually had a, a good book that I, I did the uh, audible.com thing and downloaded yeah. the audiobook for him. Um, and I, I believe his book is Dear Mrs. Fitzsimmons. And I think it's kind of in reference to when the nuns used to write letters to his mom. And so he named, titled his book after that from when he was in school. I, I thought that was clever. And, and it was an entertaining <laughs> book. So uh, I highly recommend uh, Fitzdog Radio podcast. It's it's. It's pretty good. It's it's along the lines of like a Mark Marin crossed with Adam Carolla. Okay. So I kind of on that vibe. And actually, Fitz Fitz Dog or Greg Fitzsimmons himself, he's on Carolla quite a bit too. Is it a fairly new podcast? No, he's been doing it a long time. He actually has a show on Sirius. So wow. he, he he's that's been going for a long time too. So he this podcast sort of he does them both in the same studio, and one's a podcast, and I think one's for Sirius. And I, and I don't think they're the same thing. Sometimes they probably are. I don't okay. know. And what do you got, John? John? Okay. Sorry about that, Clayton. That's I had okay. to, uh, had a, uh, wanderer in the house I had to take care of. And not an intruder. A huh? little, little man wandering around. A strange confused. little person. Strange little person wandering <laughs> confused in the dark. Sorry about that. So you were asking me, oh, podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm continuing to listen to Norm MacDonald. I really, really like that show. I can't remember even which one I've listened to. I've been listening listening to so many lately that uh, I couldn't tell you which ones I listen to, but uh, they're all very good. So uh, that's a good one. Recommend it. Yeah, I've um, enjoyed them. Uh, Kevin Nealon, uh, did I already mention him? He, he was also. Well, you on mentioned Norm him on McDonald. that other podcast, yeah, Fitzgerald. Right, right. But he was also on. Uh, <laughs> that sounded. I was like, uh oh, I might have. Put my foot in my mouth. No, I, he he was also on uh, uh, Norm Macdonald's, as he likes to say. You know Norm Macdonald? Did you? I mean, just a little background on this guy, right? So he was on SNL, did the news, whatnot. He he doesn't drive, and he doesn't drink. Okay, that's weird, right? Because I mean, if you're, I could see if he was a drunk, he wouldn't drive. Sure. Right, but to to not do both, and he's Canadian, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, I don't know if Canadians drink more, but it seems like in the United States, the northern states drink more than the southern. So if you were to follow that trend, my assumption is Canadians obviously drink more than... <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's too much of a leap. But yeah, it's, it's, I just find that whole thing kind of fascinating. Well, the, the driving thing more so than the drinking. Like, I could understand that. He just, it's not for him, but driving... It, that, he cracks me up though. I mean, some of the stuff, man. some of the stuff he says is like, he's, you know, he's one of those guys where he's, he says certain things that maybe would offend people easily. He uses certain words and, mm-hmm. and sometimes he'll, he'll say something that might be taken as like a, uh, 
I don't know if a racial slur or something like that, but it's used in a way that I know that he's just joking around and he's yeah. not meaning to be offensive. Yeah, he's just uh, so and I man. and I just I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, uh, if you if you cannot, if you don't let yourself get too offended by some of the things he says, uh, I think you can really enjoy it. Right. I've I've just busted out laughing over and over again listening to that show, and his co-host Adam Egget uh, is like the straight man who doesn't, you know, the not so funny guy, and he's the he takes the jokes, you know, the the blunt of the joke, the brunt of the jokes. <laughs> it's a good, it works well works well mm-hmm. yeah and, and having a co-host sort of keeps them on track and they they kind of get lost when they're yeah. recording the show and i think that actually is kind of the charm of it i'm sure they'll clean it up a little bit but it that's not that just sort of to me is like man that's actually more of a hassle you know that <clears throat> they're trying to keep some structure when really it should probably be be more like joe rogan or uh the yeah shows where there isn't like, i think my favorite part is the jokes when they oh, read the yeah, jokes. Yeah, that's, and it sounds so corny that they would just have pre-written jokes and just make guys read them. But, but it works. Yeah, it does. It does. I don't know <laughs> when the writing will run out or if it will. Yeah. But yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I, I, um, I love it. Yeah, I'm all for it. Norm McDonald's new show. Check it out. Uh, other podcasts. The only other one I would mention is the stuff you should know on cicadas was very interesting. It was a good one. Uh, cause the East Coast is about to get smoked with uh or peppered or just completely <laughs> laid out uh, laid out yeah i think they're i think they were saying like Invaded. per square mile i think per square mile five million cicadas per square mile or something crazy like that it's a lot we should figure out a way to use them as fuel <laughs> <laughs> well if we had mr fusion on our cars hey but like uh, back hey, to the future they were i was watching some national geographic show the other uh last night and in India, they cows are sacred, right, for Hindus, and okay. they have cows. They drink the milk or, and make yogurt and do all kinds of stuff. But they save the cow dung and it stack it neatly and cover it during the rainy season, and that's what they burn for warmth in the in the when it's cold. It's cow dung, and that's how they keep warm. They don't need natural gas. Hmm. <laughs> Talk about a renewable resource. You just I feed guess this thing. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I can get behind that one. Maybe beyond a little crude, but yeah. hey, let's let's recycle the cicadas and make motor oil out of them. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you fry them up, I'm sure they'd taste great. They have protein. Anything fried is good. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I had to share that. I. I but the, the five million per square mile is that right? I think so. At least. That's like it's Tokyo, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably actually way more populated than that with cicadas. I, have we had a cicada invasion here? Uh, I think we had a mild one, but not like this. I wanted to say I remembered one, but I can't like off the top. I know one thing. It's going to be louder than hell out there with that chirp. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about maybe a storm in there. <laughs> uh, storm and cicadas. <laughs> Yeah, you, you never know. I mean, huh. Clayton, do you have any apps? I do. Uh, just the Chive. I'm pretty sure I brought up the Chive before. I'm actually, if I'm stumbling a little bit, it's because I, I want to submit your photo of you driving the Zamboni in your uh, Freddy Krueger Halloween costume. I want to oh. submit it and see if we can get it on there like daily randomness because okay. that's the kind of stuff people like. Okay, cool. <laughs> you have my permission. Yeah. I'll submit the, uh, the the fact that you signed off on it with, with okay. my request, my photo input thing for him. 
But nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do we? I don't know if we we have. Uh, we just got to do our tweets, eh? Yeah. Oh, I had one app real quick. Sure. For the uh, iPhone, it's it's got two names. On the Android, it's called the ISS Detector, and then on the uh, iPhone, it's called the ISS Spotter. I know in previous podcasts I've been talking about uh, Commander Hadfield, mm-hmm. uh, the Canadian love. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Unbelievably awesome astronaut tweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really cool guy. Uh, he recently came down from the space station, but yet my interest in the space station is held up. I'm just continuing to be kind of interested it in interested in it just because of that guy. And I found these apps where you can use it to determine exactly where the space station is at any time, and you can set it up so it will alert you whenever it's flying overhead, like at night, so you can check it out. <laughs> That's so neat. it's gonna yeah. So next time it flies by, uh, it's usually flying by in like the middle middle of the night, but sometimes it it comes by. And you can actually, can actually uh, make it out. out. Yeah, it tells you exactly what uh, degree to look at in the sky and what direction. It tells you everything. Oh, neat. So it tells you where it's going to start and where it's going to end. And you can see it without a telescope. Yes, you can. It'll look like a very fast-moving plane, like dot, just flashing. <laughs> I've seen it before. Yeah, you can see it. All right. But, uh, yeah, well, yes. let's, let's, That's all I got. Let's plow through these tweets. Okay, let's do it. Um, Let's see. We had... Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of, you brought up the stuff you should know, guys. Uh, guys, uh, Josh and Chuck, uh, you had a tweet from them. Yes, uh, it was from yeah at SYSK podcast. Uh, Dudes, Discovery launched a new online video network today called at Test Tube, and it's pretty awesome. Lose yourself. Then it's got a uh, link to their site, and I did actually go to the site and check it out. They've got a variety of different web shows. Uh, the one I checked out, I couldn't even tell you the name of it, but they did all these like slow mo videos. You know how they a lot of you see a lot on the web now where they do these super slow mo mm-hmm. high def cameras, um, and they were just showing how Olympic uh, skiers, like the guys who jump up and do the crazy uh, tricks and stuff, mm-hmm. how they practice. What do they call uh, that? The aerial? What? Yeah, I think that's one of them. The aerials. You gotta be nuts. Yeah, where they hit like the half pipe, they go up in the air and they just do like three flips and a turn and well this shows how i've always wondered how because you know how do you how do you learn that Mm -hmm. just just go up and try it one time and hope you don't die (laughs) you know and (laughs) well this video kind of breaks it down and shows how they train uh they just do it on trampolines and stuff and then they'll use these cameras to analyze their how they do it and they'll correct but it's it's interesting it's neat to see how they how their bodies turn and how they're practicing so yeah that's that was recommendation nice. test tube that's neat so at test tube on twitter or testtube.com if you're interested in that yeah all right something new well i i'm going to follow up with one i'm going to go on the bottom here john this is uh from at kelly klobuchar and it's kelly how you normally spell it k-l-o-b-u-c-h-e-r curious uh canal market and then just hashtag i uh, believe in LaSalle hashtag illinois valley hashtag illinois and michigan canal at city of LaSalle. and she had a picture from the canal market which we are going to be appearing at in the future uh with june 22nd i think that's what we said yep. shoot and he called me out on it now i gotta check hold on i can find out it's right at quick. the top of the dock is it yeah june 22nd jesus yep, you got it sorry i can't read I'm falling apart yeah, so Sorry. yeah, we're we're trying to promote the canal market, and I'm I'm really curious. I I know a lot of people come out for it, so it should be pretty, 
pretty cool experience and and I'd I'd, I'd be surprised if a ton of people came out but it'd be neat to talk well to. if you're there and you are a fan of this show come and get a free sticker and like i said when we get a little bit closer we're going to announce some secret word or code that if you come to it and tell us that you heard about it on the podcast you will get a special prize at least the first so many people mm-hmm. i'm working i'm working on something right and i guarantee it's going to be cool and i don't even know what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it will be cool i guarantee that yeah so, uh, all right, next one, uh, Ars Technica, at Ars, Tec- at Ars Technica. Uh, this is relevant to a previous show we did. Doctors save baby's life with 3D printed tracheal implant. Just unbelievable use of 3D printing technology. They actually printed out a custom trach for this little uh, baby. Uh, and just like the tweet says, saved saved his life. So... Awesome. Yeah. And they, they, this was like a special one that they made out of some kind of biomaterial. So in three years, at about the time he would want to get rid of this thing, it's going to dissolve away. Wow. Uh, yeah, this so is just the start, too, and that's what the most incredible thing. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the last one here, if, if you don't mind, John. Um, Fire away. This is from our pal David Carter at Chef Boyard. It's Chef, how you normally spell it, B-R-D-E-E. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. The LaSalle County Historical Society is ruining my life. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he's had enough. And poor guy. I I don't know what the LaSalle County Historical Society did. Maybe they gave him some bad news about his bloodlines. I don't know. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) We'll we'll do some investigative journalism and find out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds interesting. It's a good tweet either way. Yeah. Yeah, I so, agree. Uh, we got it. Yeah, those are our tweets. Yeah. And that's well, about a show. Yeah, congrats to all our tweeters of the weekers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we've, we've got to thank Jay again for coming on because I, I think that was a, a perfect uh, episode 50 for us. I mean, a, a big guest. And I mean, I think we could probably, hey, he's another one of these guys where we could probably have him on a few more times. I mean, if not to infinity, and we'd, we'd be able to fill a show and it'd be entertaining. And, yeah, I hope so. Because I, I I didn't even get to my main thing where it was like tell me about so and so. We had we talked about hackshot hacks hacksaw Jim Duggan, but like uh, Superfly was there and I mean oh yeah some of the other I mean major talents like from our day that that showed up down there and it's it's kind of a an almost well there you go we definitely have to bring them back right so I don't need to carry on right now about it. But. <laughs> Just trying to wrap well, up. And we also would like to thank again Attorney Doug, right. the Kramarsic Law Office, and for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, I apologize for that first read. <laughs> I, I don't know. I Sometimes when we first get started, it takes me, like, uh, I need to go into the batting cage for a little while and <laughs> practice or something. Yeah. And, oh, and I always forget. You know, if you don't, if you're not sure, if you're like listening to this show on the web and you want to find a more handy way to to listen to the show, I'd recommend the Stitcher app or the iTunes app. You know, either way. But uh, I hear a lot of people you know, like Stitcher. I use Stitcher for time to time, so I check it out. It's a good app for podcast listening. IvyPod.com is our website. At IvyPodcast is the Twitter account. And IvyPod on Facebook. Mail at ivypod.com is our email. Right. Have we gotten any emails recently, John? Emails? No, nobody emails anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe, man, that's the new snail mail. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but yeah. So I think that's the show. Let's do it. Let's 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 say goodbye. Hey, oh, real quick, real quick. Did you did you? Sorry, because that was a really we wrapped that up beautifully. But I had a, I had to interrupt. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I ruined it. We talked about Daft Punk last episode. Did you get the album and what did you think? And then we're I done. sure as hell did, and I love it. Yeah, I think it's good too. And hey, we I just wanted to follow up. It only makes sense. I enjoyed it. I haven't bought a, an album download in a long time, so I was curious to know what you thought of that. And I figured, I yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I, it's it's very different from previous albums. I've heard you know a lot of negative stuff on the web, but well, it's really easy I, to rip it down. And if you're not a yeah, fan, you know, it, whatever. If it's different, if it doesn't sound like you know homework or the some of those previous big big ones, uh, you know, people get take issue. But no, I I like it a lot. I like that they're trying new things, and I like the fact that every song is like. Sounds different from the next one. Right, and I think it's actually kind of meant to be played as a whole. Yes, the, and that's how I've pretty uh, much been doing it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, but I could understand if some folks didn't like it. It can be I have certain things might be grading, and I can understand that if you're not into it. But all yeah, right, yeah, for, well, yeah, you know, and like uh, I'm sorry, yeah, we're carrying on now, but like that "Get Lucky" song, which was their release, mm-hmm. the single. I liked that song before, but when you hear it in the whole. Uh, and the way it fits into the the entire album, I like it even more. It's like it's it's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I figured we titled our episode with it last week. We could at least follow up a little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and even unfortunately, we we did a good job of wrapping up the show. So we should do that again. You already heard all of our connect, contact stuff before, so I think we can bow out now, John. Okay, I'm out. Oh, see ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.